When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. All right, welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Excited to have you here today and to talk a little bit about what led you to become an entrepreneur and you know your expert field. So great having you here today with us. Um, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your name, your company, everything that you do. Awesome. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, for uh, letting me be here. It's a, it's a, an honor. I appreciate it. Um, my name is Christian Evangelista. I am with the SBDC at UNF. Uh, any, any relation to Linda Evangelista? No, but I used to tell people that in college, they would always ask me that. And I would say, oh yeah. That would know? really be something. <laughs> I know it would be kind of neat to have you know, a very famous cousin, but no. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Um, But I work for the Small Business Development Center, uh, the one at UNF, University of North Florida, up here in Jacksonville. I've been working here since October and started here uh, basically um, used to be in, uh, had my own small business and used to work for a lot of major companies. So after I graduated high school, I went to film school, uh, was in some direct-to-video type movies. That's how long ago it was. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then I started working in art department at Universal Studios. I actually did Halloween Horror Nights and built haunted houses and did a lot of painting. Worked for wow. a company actually painting the, the theme. Talk about productions. Those are big productions to put on. Oh, yeah. Because it's and a lot of it is by the seat of your pants. They have like a huge warehouse full of stuff and you're just grabbing things and trying to make things work and and happen. So it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of nights, but a lot of fun. But from there, I went, uh, worked and built uh, Islands of Adventure as a painter uh, for a company and then started selling Valspar paints at Lowe's to contractors and to, to homeowners, did that for about 13 years. And also I was a regional manager. So I was in charge of training and development of the employees. Uh, I had to kind of teach them about, you know, taking their five or six stores and saying to them, hey, this is your business. Even though it's Lowe's, uh, this is your business. You have to come up with a training plan. You have to come up with a marketing plan. You have to come up with how you're going to get people to sell for you. That essentially- Are you the manager of Valspar? Mm-hmm. Of Valspar Paints or of Lowe's? Uh, Valspar Paints. So right. we were an independent company that sold the Valspar Paint to Lowe's. And I was. So, how would someone sell? How would someone who's a rep for Valspar Paints, how would they train people to sell for them? There's not reps there in the store that the clients interact with. Correct. Correct. So, what you're doing is you're working with the employees at the store. Uh, number one, it's building relationships. That's the key thing is, you know, they're going to they're gonna sell who they like. And they're also going to sell who helps them out. 
So you want to be behind that desk making paint. You want to be helping customers. If a customer needs caulking or tape, not my product, I don't make money off of it, but I'm going to walk them over there and help them because it helps the store and it helps the employee, especially if it's one person behind the desk. I see, right. So you have to build those relationships and then you have to have quality products and show them that, hey, these products are good and, and demonstrate and teach them how to sell it and how to do it. So it's definitely a lot of uh, some handholding, but at the same time, it's a lot of uh, working with people to kind of do, you know, what's best for them in a sense and kind of teaching them how to really make their lives easier by selling right and correctly. So did that for years, uh, 13 years or so. And then I worked for Carlisle Construction Materials selling roofing. And I had independent reps. So again, I didn't have employees. These were guys that were 30-day contract, mm. independent reps, and had to work with them. And I couldn't say to them, hey, I need you to hire more people and put stuff, people out there and all that kind of stuff. I had to say to them, this is what would be in your best interest. We want to hit our sales goals. We want to grow the business. In order to do that, we have to get so many roofers. We have to be in distributors. We have to train them and work with them and, and all those kinds of things and stuff. And so you have to kind of have a good relationship with your independent reps to work with them again, to grow their business. Well, very cool. And then that led you to your final destination right now, right? Of where you're you know, at. Then I started my own company and did it all <laughs> myself. So it was one of those things where uh, uh, I was working for the company and they did layoffs and I was one of the guys that got laid off and I was kind of really thinking of what to do. And one of my own independent rep guys called me up and said, you ever think about starting a company? And I said, well, I thought about it, but it's a pain to find lines to sell. And he goes, I've got three lines ready to go for you. I've got a guy that's looking for someone. And so I had oh. to start a company in two weeks from scratch, from nothing. Why? Why was it within two weeks? Because they were getting rid of somebody and they had a bunch of stuff coming up and they wanted to get oh. somebody in place in two weeks. And so did you? is the company the same name now that it was when you started it? Actually, I, I ended up shutting down the company because it was a conflict of interest when I started here. But the funny thing was, I came to the SBDC to start my company. I actually walked into the SBDC office and said, I have to start a business in two weeks and I don't know what to do. Tell people what the SBDC is. So the SBDC is the Small Business Development Center. There's centers all over Florida. Um, they actually make it so that you're no more than an hour away from one of their, one of their locations. Um, and we're part of the SBA, the Small Business Administration. And basically what we do is we provide no cost services, no cost as in free, but we say no cost because taxpayer dollars really pay for this. There are no cost services for small businesses, 500 employees or less, uh, where we help them with pre-venture assistance, uh, getting capital, business plans, marketing plans, market research, financial management, if they want into government contracting, um, import exporting type things and stuff. And what we do is we're just a confidential sounding board for them where they can come in and make an appointment with us and we can help them for as long as they want to see us. We have some people that have been here that came here for two weeks and started a business and left. And we have some people that have been coming here for 10 years and working with the same consultant. How do you like determine whether someone's capable of starting a business or not? Like what if you... You know what I'm saying, John? Like, what if someone yeah, it's goes an interesting in... question. So yeah. I guess if you would, so let's try to help our audience here by kind of describing like, what yeah. is the normal process somebody comes in? So you specifically came in one day and you're like, I have an opportunity 
And right. I really don't know what to do. And I want to be an incorporated business. And they're telling me, you're like, you're giving them the whole story here. I have, I have a few products to sell. What do I do? So how does the SBDC specifically kind of be like, hold your horses. Let me help you. It's not as complicated as you think. There are some things that you need to do and, you know, kind of step-by-step step give you the guide. So what, what is the steps? That's literally what the woman did. Marge uh, helped me out. Huh. I work with her now. It's kind of funny. Uh, she's a New Yorker and she just looked at me with a dead face and expression and just went, sit down. This is what you got to do first. The first thing you got to do is you've got to get your LLC set up. We're going to have to go on Sundays. Then you've got to get your EIN number. Then you've got to get your tax receipt. You got to get your zoning and this, blah, blah, blah. And she walked me through the steps and had a sheet with all the steps of the things to do. She asked me a bunch of questions. What county are you going to be in? Is this a home office? Um, and then she kind of walked me through all of the legalities and the things that I needed to do to get it started. Then she said to me, you know, there's a lot more to doing a business than just starting a business. You're going to have to do your mileage. You're going to have to file your taxes properly. You're going to have to do a business plan so you know what you're doing and you're focused and all these things. And it was really great because they had all these resources that I could use to help me get these things accomplished. And it's all, you know, it was all again, like I said, it was all no cost. So it was great because I was able to go on the website or I was able to talk to her and kind of get the help I needed. Um, I had the knowledge for the business. I had the knowledge for the products. I'd been doing it for years, but I didn't know the, you know, the legalities of starting my own business and what I was going to have to do, you know, to keep my, you know, uh, expenses properly. I'd done expense accounts, but I'd never had to file my taxes and that kind of stuff that way. So you guys at the SBDC for helping out people with small businesses under 500 people, like, do you explain to people that come in there, they're usually wanting the basics first, right? Mm -hmm. so you're kind of giving them the basic, here's your checklist of things that you need to be an incorporated legal business. And here are some things that would help you as far as your taxes. We're not tax professionals, but you should keep this information right. documented. So it can obviously help you on your taxes as well. Because if you're going to be a small business and you're operating out of your house, how much of your house? If you're driving your car, your car is now an expense. You might right. not realize that um, because you don't know how people are going to be filing their taxes and what they're going to do. So what is the biggest um, obstacle or problem you think that people don't realize going into the whole process of of doing and learning all of this when it's so foreign to them in the beginning about just starting a business? Like what is like the biggest aha moment? That's a good question. Um, when they realize how much, if you want to call it infrastructure, it takes behind the scenes for the right. business. They don't realize that, oh, it's just not me going out and making sales, collecting a check and throwing it in an account and then going to making another sale. There's all this other stuff behind the scenes that I have to do as far as finding a good tax professional, uh, to help me out, make sure I'm doing my mileage properly, make sure I'm keeping all my receipts, make sure I'm, you know, if I have to be a, a an S corp or a w, you know, W2 employee, or if I'm doing, you know, just a 1099 or a draw or something like that. So it's all of this, this infrastructure and all this setup of the business business portion right. um, that they kind of, they kind of get shocked with. Sometimes you get almost that sticker shock, if you will. So what we try and do is when we get somebody who walks in and says, I want to start a business, this is what I want to do. You know, I want to go forward. We start going down the steps with them. Of, okay, we can start your business. This is what you want to do. And we start working with this with them. And then we tell them, now we think you need to work on your business plan. 
Your business plan isn't a one pager. Oh, this is what I want to say. You guys actually help them through this. So I'm somebody that I want to sell tires and oil and I want to be able to deliver it to customers. And you're going to say, all right, well, so what do you think that means to you? And they'll make some bullet points and say, well, well, I'm going to drive. I'm going to go to mechanics offices. I'm going to try to uh, see if I can get into some local stores, so on and so forth. And you guys are going to be like, all right, well, that seems like a good start. Did you realize that you need to do this? How are you going to deliver the uh, product? How are you going to pay for the product to be able to ship to the customers? Are you going to offer terms? Are these all the different things that you guys particularly help kind of guide them with it? Or is that like crossing the line between actually giving them too much advice? No, we give them all the advice we can because the two biggest factors for businesses, small businesses to fail are lack of capital. They just run out of money or lack of planning and knowledge. So we I think that's so great that there's something that's funded by the state, by the taxpayers. Oh yeah. That really is there to give you a real resource because you know, I would assume that, you know, anything where it's like with one of these agencies, this is my assumption, Mm -hmm. that it would be like it's almost like speaking to a lawyer. I can't really tell you what to do with your business, but like, you know, I can give you like a wink and a nod, but I can't really exactly tell you what to do. Right. And I think that it's really powerful that you guys actually are a resource, not that you're going to create a successful business for somebody, but you can say, you know, through our experience with people that do things like this, you should be cognizant that, you know, what kind of cash do you have available? So how much can that cash buy your oil and your tires? So how many tires can you actually purchase? Oh, I didn't realize I can only buy, you know, two pallets of oil and I can only buy 30 tires. So I'm sold out. So I guess maybe I should really start smaller and I really should just focus on one shop or two shops or whatever. And you guys kind of helped them through this process. What was interesting is that you don't really have a handbook. Like in in other words, what I mean by that is like everyone comes in with different ideas. So it's like you just use your experience. It's not like there's something that's like, like you get like challenged every day or like excited to be like, or actually just, you don't know what's coming through the door. Nope, so you, you might, like John said, like someone's selling oil and tires and someone else is going to sell widgets and someone else wants to do this and that. And you like have to listen to them, their situation, their experience, all that kind of stuff. And then you just give advice based upon the experience you've had, right? Correct. And wow. and it's like, so you might get a food truck and yeah, an hour later, you'll get somebody who wants to open up a dog park. You How know? interesting. And then yeah. so I, I, a have, I have a question. So yeah. I think this would be interesting. Because I'm sure, how long have you worked there now? Worked there since October of this of last October. year. October. Have you seen any actual like beginning to end, oh, not end, like yeah. success stories, so to speak? Or failures. Or failures. Of failures or success, both? Oh, um, yeah. I have I think- seen. I've seen people um, start businesses as far as come in and say, this is what I want to do. I want to get something going. And I found a business that I want to start happening and I've gotten them up. I've helped them write their plan, help them get their financials, help them get a loan through the SBA. Boom, they're up and running and they're they're doing their business. And we put them out on success stories and we try and, you know, everything we do is confidential. So we don't talk about who our clients are or anything. But if we want to promote them as a success story, we'll get them to sign a waiver thing and then we can promote them. So we promote people that you know, our, you know, business leaders out there who are having a lot of good successes and stuff. And then I've had people come in and say, Hey, 
I want to start this business. I really want to do it. It's my passion. I want to do it. And then when you sit to that down with them and you start going through all the stuff they have to do, they'll look at you and go, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And you say, that's okay. We can work on it and we can get you ready financially or business plan wise or business model wise. And I, you know, I'm working on people now that I've been working with since November for a business that they wanted to start by January and they're, they're just not ready and they know they're not ready. So we're hoping to get it started by the end of the year, oh, but so they're going to be really, much better off. They really couldn't do it without you really the people that you're helping. I mean, if you didn't help them do all these things, take them by the hand, lead them to do all these different steps, I they wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, there's so many new businesses that fail because yeah. of lack of preparation and those kinds of things. It's just such a great, it's one of the reasons why I, I came here. I needed it at a time four years ago when I started my business in, in, in a panic. And now I'm able to give back to people and do the same thing for them oh, and cool. say to them, okay, we can help. What's you the ratio way. of it actually helping people? Is there like an actual statistic of people who like you go to you guys directly for advice and how it actually can help them set them on a better path? We don't have, we have like a, I want to say we do a survey, an annual survey every year. So we get about 94% or 95% positive ratings from people and all that. And I will say though, that the one stat that I do have is the, you know, 20% of businesses that start fail the first year. 20%? So 20%. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's very high. It's not bad. I um, it was higher, didn't you, John? After after five years, like it's fifty. I feel like that's pretty. I would feel like it's like fifty percent. I would feel like it's fifty percent of you know businesses. Yeah. You know. After five mm -hmm. years, it's fifty. That's oh, after five years, 50. it's fifty. Correct. Okay. Correct. I knew it was higher, but I just didn't know yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's you know, but it's one of those things where we do have a, a really great success rate in the sense that we're able to help people and keep them moving. And it's just it's just an awesome resource for people to to use and have. So it's it's definitely something that you know could they do it without me? I'm sure. Would it be a lot harder for me? It would have been a lot harder when I went oh, to go yeah. do it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. So twenty percent of people in the first year mm -hmm. fail at their business, and after five years, fifty percent of people. I can't believe it goes. Fail. I, I can't believe it goes to five years. I would yep. think it would be like sooner than that. Yep. After about 10 years, 30% of those are still going. And then oh, so think, more fail. Yep. And then 25% have a chance to survive in after 15. Wow. So it's, yeah. And it's lack of capital is one of the major things. Um, and it's also financial management. People don't realize, Hey, you know, I've got to As really make sure I've got a budget and I'm, I'm following my, you know, expenses and all those kinds of things. So all important stuff to be guided to in a timely process. I think we've been lucky that uh, you know we've purchased businesses through uh, like a, a company that you know has business brokers. Mm -hmm. So it's a business broker is similar to kind of what you guys provide because it really walks oh, you through yeah. all of the different steps. So I was thinking, you know, how this relates to other people who purchase a business, and you know the advice that you're giving as basic as it is, right? Mm -hmm. About, well, how do I, you could Google it. How do I make a company in Florida? We well, go to SunBiz. And then, you know, I'm sure there's probably is a list from SBDC and it'll show you what you need to yeah. do. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, a lot of the problems and concerns 
do come up whenever you deal with a business broker because they give you different advice of like, oh, this is what you need to watch out for this business versus mm-hmm. this business. And, you know, oh, if you're interested in selling tires and oil, it might be a good idea. I've actually helped people who did tires, oils, and spark plugs because spark plugs are, you know, low cost, high margin, you know, from what I've been told. So maybe you should look into selling spark plugs also too. And I think these little bits of nuance uh, advice that you get from people are actually way more important, I think, than people realize that, you know, they're just resources. So even if you're, if you buy a business or you don't, you can still reach out to business brokers and see, maybe that's the way you want to go, where you want to get, you know, SBA funding and you want to buy a business and it could be the same business you're wanting to, and it could be very low entry as far as the amount of money that it would cost. And it would have a business plan already associated for you, which I feel like is one direction for people, but it's also a direction that doesn't cost anything. If you don't like the business, don't buy the business. Right. You also can get an education of what it's like if you open the hood of the tire and oil business, you can look into it and say, well, there's not one exactly like this, but this is the closest thing to it. They make this much money on their money. They do this much in sales. They have this many customers. They have this many employees. You actually can physically look at and be like, this is what a business could look like. I think that's a really good suggestion because then you can decide whether you could either buy a business existing or still start your own. Correct. Yeah, it- cool thing too, is we've got people here. We don't get paid on client, you know, clients we have and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we have deliverables to the state because we're a nonprofit. So we have to make sure we work with so many people and, and all these things, but I can basically reach out to someone in the, I, we have a person here who is a 30 year loan officer for the SBA. So if I have somebody who's getting a loan, I can reach out to her and say, can you co-consult with me? I want to make sure this business plan is ready to go. Wow. There's a guy here who builds websites. I can have him come in and do a whole, you know, health check on a person's website and give them ideas of how to improve their SEO and all this and all, you know, and help them do it. We have a person here who's an expert on um, government contracting. She knows everyone and everything. I can bring her in and talk with that person and tell them how to get into government contracting. And great resources. Too. You, guys, you guys could run the world from that office there. Well, it's we always call ourselves the best kept secret. And it's right. a pain because we're a government entity, so we can't really like advertise. But I'll tell you, most of my clients come from referrals of existing clients because they just say, you've got to go to the SBDC. You've got yeah. to talk to this person here. It's no cost. It's not going to hurt you in the I'd never heard. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. That's why I was so interested in having you come on the show with us today is because I feel like, you know, we are all about connecting people to good resources. And, you know, you never kind of know what's going to flush out with these different conversations. You don't know what they even can offer you. And this is definitely more than what I expected from uh, the call, because I didn't even realize that something like this even exists. I thought it was like we hit the honey hole with, you know, when you buy a business, you actually can get, you know, inside information of how different businesses look. If you're looking to grow in a certain area, when you're comparing businesses of like what you do, you know what I mean? So if we do... Uh, for us, we do landscaping, trees, pest control, fertilization, interior plants, and holiday decorating and lighting. So for us, if we looked into any one of these businesses and we're looking to expand, you can almost see different business models within the business to be like, this is better than what I'm doing, or this is not as good as what I'm doing. And thing is, you guys can give the same advice also too, through understanding of if somebody's looking to branch out into uh, another area or like, you know, I want to get into government contracts. 
is a whole can of worms even to get into by itself. Oh yeah. It's, it's really not very difficult to get into, but you have to be like, it's a very long play. Correct. And you have to have the right things in place to do it. People are shocked at, at, you know, even the, the JSEB program here in Jacksonville, the Jacksonville small and emerging business program, that's where you can get as a small business in line for some of these government set asides where they have contracts and money that are going to small businesses. But you have to have your paperwork in order. You have to have all your financials for three years for the company, for yourself. You have to have your capability statement. You have to have all your, you know, receipts of jobs. You have to have all these things and we can help them, you know, just put that book together so that they can walk in there and drop it down on the table and say, I'd like to be on the program. They look through it and go stamp. You're good to go. Listen, that's one way you really can grow your business really aggressively. Mm-hmm. is by doing that actually and going after these different government contracts but you have to literally wait you have to pay you know we we're we're a part of a few of them and you know you pay $100 a month for example mm-hmm. to be a part of these different bid lists and you give different solicitations and you maybe get one a month that's like you know something you may be interested in bidding on but listen you do it for a couple of years they're all very large opportunities so literally the first one you get pays for obviously that and some. Mm-hmm. So it's really just kind of waiting. So I think that that's really a resource people should reach out to more is understanding the different opportunities for FDOT, for the city, for the county, and the state even for different things or whatever. Because they're they're all different entities that are all looking for different things. They could, all all of those could be looking for oil and tires. Correct. And spark possibly plugs. spark plugs and possibly spark plugs as an add-on. So I have a question for you also. Uh, do you, so we talked a lot about what you're doing now, but with everything that you did before, is this your favorite thing that you've done so far? Are you learning the most? Are you having the most fun now? Are you not? Did you have fun before? Did you learn the most more? Is this the most exciting for you? You know, like this is like your career has evolved into all different sorts of things. So tell us about that. No, this job sucks. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, my boss will hear that. Um, no, you know what? It's I did. It's the rewarding of working with people directly that yeah. I think you get a, a lot out of. When I sold paint at Lowe's and, and worked for Valspar and you helped somebody who maybe couldn't afford $10,000 for new cabinets and you taught them how to paint their cabinets and they were able to save money and read. That's rewarding. Cabinets. Yeah, correct. So. Doing this, when you work with someone who's like a single mom who has two kids raising on her own, she wants to start this business because she knows this business is going to be a huge way for her to ha- to improve her life and to improve the you know life for her kids. And you help her get it all set, help her get the loan and help her launch her business and it's successful. It's like you just get to yeah. see that happiness right. on her face and that reward. And you're just like, wow, this you just you get so much back. It's so I've been on jobs where I've sold construction products for University of Florida for their new training center. It's beautiful. It's massive. I wasn't there for the grand opening. I wasn't there for any of the big deals and stuff. I sold the project. I was on to the next thing. There was no real reward reward portion of it other than a good paycheck. This you get rewarded every day. And when you have somebody you're working with and they send an email and say, hey, Christian, this is my friend. She wants to start a business. And I told her she needs to talk to you. You're like, okay, I'm doing it right. I'm doing something good here. Sure. I just got to keep going and moving on. So it's definitely the rewards are are huge. The benefits. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. 
It's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite things I've been doing since painting. I love painting. I love doing, you know, the theme parks and all that kind of stuff. That was a, a blast. You know what I but like to do? I like to watch paint dry. Yeah, <laughs> I've done it's it. Very exciting <laughs> for me to watch paint dry. It's a joke, John. I don't like to watch paint dry. so i think this was really a great conversation to have you on the show to bring to light everything the sbdc can do in relation to the sba and i'd like for our our listeners to be able to reach out to you because i think that this is a resource that's definitely new and unique to me and i definitely will be recommending it to people because listen you you want to help people get onto the right path but you're also concerned sometimes when you give certain advice to people Mm-hmm. And, you know, pe- like you, people that are trained like you understand you're seeing businesses every day. Like that's your job. So you're really able to give a lot of different people a lot of different advice based upon businesses that are very closely related. So if you could, please let everyone know where they can reach out to you and where they can connect with you or local branches to be able to get connected with the SBA and all that. So for if you're in the Jacksonville area, if you're in the North East Florida area. We're actually in 18 different counties. Our website is uh, sbdc.unf.edu. And that's the, we're actually part of the University of North Florida. We're on their campus. Um, They host us. So you can go on there and then there's a button that just says request for consulting. You click on it and boom, you can, you can jump right in there and get somebody to to consult with you uh, for free. We do like an hour discovery session where it's the person telling us about them their goals, their business, what they want to do. And then we list things that we can do to help them out and kind of come up with a game plan and homework. And then we set up a next session. So it actually made me think of something. Does, do you guys help businesses that are already active also? Oh yeah. We help people, startups, uh, people that are existing businesses that are looking for market growth. We help people that are looking to uh, expand or if they want to like purchase another business or something, we help people who are looking to sell their businesses. Um, anybody in any situation that's a small business that needs help or advice. I've got a lot of people that are like, my sales have plateaued. I'm doing good, but I can't seem to get to the next level. Right. And then that's what we're doing is we're working on everything we can to get them to that next level. That so. is awesome. I'm glad that I asked you that because I think that's important yeah. too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listening to the show, you know, are in the entrepreneurial space. So they're probably already working within their business. And sometimes you need a new, fresh set of eyes to look at the same particular topic. You know, I'm looking, yeah. like you said, you hit, sure. a, you hit a ceiling in your business. What am I missing here? You know, where else can I grow? And, you know, through the experience of you specifically, you know, and all the different things that you've done, you know, you never know what kind of advice you might get from somebody. And I've had people where I've said to people, you know, have you done this? And they've been like, I haven't even thought of that. I've been doing this over here. And it's like, okay, well, we can talk about different ideas. We throw stuff back and forth and kind of try and see what it works. Uh, My one buddy calls me his business psychiatrist. Mm. And I tell him, yep, I can do all the same things a psychiatrist can. I just can't write your prescription. Right. (laughs) But, you know, I'll do whatever I can to help you out. And, uh, And that's what we do. And anybody can get to the SBDC. Like I said, it's no cost. Uh, you can go to the, uh, you can put SBDC near me into Google or hmm. the American SBDC can tell you where the locations are. Um, there are SBDC offices all across the country. Every state has a program. 
So anybody in any state that's listening to your podcast can literally go onto their website and type in Florida SBDC, Georgia SBDC, Alabama SBDC, whatever, and it'll get them to a website where they can find a location and a contact person to help them out. And SBDC again, tell everyone again what it stands for. Small Business Development Center. Okay. So that's what we do. We help them grow and succeed. That is awesome and great advice and is a great resource that I think anybody who's small in business, you know, it's important that you align with the right people for the right advice, you know? And I think that, you know, you guys have different advice for different markets you can attach. And I think it's important to get different types of advice from different types of people also too. So I think that you guys definitely should be utilized much more and it would be a really a great resource. So we really appreciate having you on the show today. Thank you. This has really been very educational for me, me specifically, and uh, look forward to hearing from you again soon. And obviously, seeing how how you're helping people continue to move their businesses forward and continue to grow. Thank you. I, I appreciate it again very much for letting me be on here. Uh, and um, you know, I, I'm glad you guys have a great uh, show out there to help people. You know, talk about small businesses and, yeah. and all that because people are always. When you guys know when you're a small business, sometimes you're a one man show or you feel like the whole world's right. on your shoulders. Right, right. And it's always good to at least know someone else is out there talking yes. about the things you're, that interest you. Support. And you're able to kind of get advice or, or right. hear the things you need to hear. So that's what excites me about what that you do actually is that it is a free resource. Mm-hmm. It's not asking your friend who doesn't have a business. You might not know anyone in your industry specifically, but you can get solid advice. And it's also. No, it's private. The information yep. doesn't want to share it with someone they know. They want nope. you know someone who absolutely not going to say anything. Yep, hundred percent confidential all the time. We sign a confidentiality agreement actually when we click on your name on the uh, online. So oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. Thank you again for joining us today on the Cultivating Success podcast, uh, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Thank Christian. You guys. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.